All right, guys, I got Terry on from Power Nickel. Oh, well, we should also schedule a time for a short seller interview on top of this. Yeah, uh, if it. you think it's if you think it's worth like the developments are good enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can do that. I mean the the regulations, not about power nickel itself. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. All right. All right, guys. We'll do Max out. All right, guys. In three, two, welcome to CEO interviews, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time, speak with small cap executives about what's going on with their companies. Guys, if you believe in nickel, if you believe in nickel in the and its future in electric vehicles and the important role it's going to play in lithium-ion batteries, then you're going to love this interview with Power Nickel, who's aiming to become, and this is not just words, one of Canada's next low-carbon, high-grade nickel mines through the acquisition uh, of 80% of the NISC project, which they took from Critical Elements Lithium, which also trades on the TSX Venture under CRE. But they're so focused on their lithium that they chose Power Nickel to joint venture and partner on this property. Uh, the NISC project lies in the region of a number of mining projects and big infrastructure, including critical elements that we just talked about, Galaxy Resources, Namaska Lithium. So they're in a great area. Why nickel? For those of you who might be new to the story, well, like I said, it plays a crucial role in lithium-ion battery chemistries. Currently, 40% of lithium-ion batteries contain nickel. That's expected to go to almost 60% by 2025. The NISC property is comprised of a large land position with numerous historical high-grade nickel intercepts and a historical 43101 that we're going to talk about is in the process of being up, updated and upgraded. Terry, welcome back, my friend. Great to be here, George. Good good intro. Hey, so much going on at Power Nickel, and your, your timing couldn't be better. Before we talk specifically about the things that have been taking place since August, how does the macro picture look for nickel for all the first time people who are tuning in? How important is nickel going to be to the future of the renewable energy revolution? Yeah, I, I think there's two primary drivers to nickel, uh, urbanization and electrification. Okay, so uh, as, you know, the um, Asia, you know, India, you know, Indonesia, um, Africa, South America become more urbanized, they're buying more pots and pans. And that means stainless steel. So stainless steel is the biggest driver, uh, you know, demand-wise in nickel. They consume about 60% of the nickel, and that's growing at like a 6% compounded annual growth rate, which is phenomenal, right? So uh, so that that is a core driver. And then, of course, uh, you know, sort of out of nowhere in the last uh, few years, electrification has become a primary driver. And I think right now it uses about somewhere estimates range between 12 to 15% of the nickel consumed. And that'll grow to 50% between now and 2030. Wow. And they expect that's that, fast. That's fast. yeah, it's crazy. And they expect they'll, they'll need, I don't know, you, you see the, the numbers are, you know, 30 new nickel mines, you know, I mean, it's, it's just crazy because it's a lot easier to write that out paper than it is to go out there and find them. I can tell you. So, so I don't know. It, it, it's, um, it's super bullish. Uh, for nickel, I mean, this, in the very short term, this year is expected to be sort of, a, you know, sort of a slight surplus, slight deficit. It's going to be fairly close. Uh, next year is sort of uh, again expected to be sort of similar, and then after that, it's expected to go into a growing deficit and uh, growing. And for everybody to, home, you know, that means demand is going to way outstrip supply. Right, way and, more and demand the, than supply. And the way it works in commodities is 
is when you're at, at a sort of a balance, you know, the pricing sort of is sort of hangs in around where it's at now. And when you get into deficit, then then you get these crazy deltas on the on the stock and, or on the uh, on the commodity price and goes up. You know, so I would say one of the best you know price curves you could look at in the, in the commodity sector is nickel, and that's why we we when we had the chance to acquire it a couple of years back, uh, I, I was bullish on nickel then for the four reasons we talked about, and and I felt that it was really going to be you know one of those markets that you could get into. And what's neat is that. It's not only nickel in the overall broad market globally, but there's a sub-market called North American Class One nickel. And why is that? Well, well, because the U.S. just announced a, a new sort of electric vehicle uh, regime where they're going to motivate people to, you know, uh, switch to electric vehicles and give them substantial tax credits, like in the order of seven, eight thousand dollars per vehicle. So, but in order to get that maximum tax credit, you have to have 95% of the vehicle and the materials made in North America. Well, it's just not possible to get there without nickel and North American nickel. So there's very few North American nickel projects, you know, they're currently producing and they're already sold out. Uh, so what are the new ones coming? Well, practically speaking, you're, you can look at Talon Metals. They're like an analogy. They're, they're, you know, that's what you'd like to be when we grow up, I guess. Uh, and they're, they're like 11 and a half million tons or thereabouts. Um, in Minnesota, and they're moving towards uh, production over the next five years. And then I would say, I would say we're probably next in line. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, you're no slouch because you guys have what we call a historical resource estimate, which means uh, it's got solid numbers. It's not compliant only because the regulators want those to be updated to be compliant. But the historical numbers is you've got about three million tons. Of yeah, right now, right? Yeah, yeah, those were great. And there was, that was about like you know 1.5, 1.6% nickel EQ. And we, we actually had had generated a, a what we thought was a, a, a updated 43101, and that we had uh, you know published in I guess April or August. August and um, there was a slight hiccup in that, in that uh, it was about you know four million tons, but I mean basically we had a we had to pull it and, and agree to amend it. And the and the reason why we had to agree to amend it is that um, it needed to have metallurgy. And the, the old metallurgy was just at a date, so we needed new metallurgy to do that. We did. We had always planned to do the metallurgy, and and we don't see that as a problem. We expect we'll get fine results there, and we've we've started that process now. But it, it's going to take us about four months to get the metallurgical figures. So we needed to um, amend that report and update it. So what we are going to do uh, is we'll we'll actually produce a completely new report. In that because we've been drilling since mid-september and right. we'll drill until mid-december it's going very well and we're really excited about it and this these new results will be incorporated into the uh uh into the the uh, amended 43101 and and uh we're super bullish george i mean i i i've said to people that will become canada's next nickel mine well what would that mean wow. in, in order to become uh commercial you probably have to get to at least eight million tons and, and then towards 10. And I, I feel like we're on a fast track to get there uh, way quicker than people think. So uh, this this next uh, update will, uh, I think, raise a bunch of eyebrows. So uh, we're So, we're so it's good to see bullish. that that was just a hiccup because you did come out with the 43101 on August 30th. It had some good numbers. We're not even going to talk about the numbers because yep. you were asked to amend it because yep. you didn't have this component. But that wasn't a major setback. You guys, that mo that missing component was going to be, be a component regardless. We were, we were always intending to do that in England. Right. And, 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 and honestly, it was a, you know, it's just a, 
our, our QP and not to throw him under the bus because he's done an amazing job and their team has done an amazing job in finding the ore body, which is far more important for us. There hasn't been a ton of nickel uh, 43-101s done. I mean, this will be, I think, maybe second or third one in the country. Why the is that, Terry, given the fact there's well, so much demand for well, nickel? Why? Well, it, it, it's it's coming now in the last, uh, in this last sort of year, 18 months. But up until then, nickel was, uh, you know, just not economic at the current prices that it was, you know, at. And and so, uh, you know, people in Canada were focused on gold and copper and and, and lithium and other other projects that had better, uh, you know, price curves. So there just wasn't a lot of action drilling wise. So now when nickel started to take off, then obviously, you know, it's got re reinvigorated. So, you know, you, you, you've got your you got your giga metals and Canada metals and those types of guys who are sort of bigger deposits, but lower grade, different animal. It's going to take a, a billion dollars to put those in production. And, you know, I, I mean, I think in this cycle, they'll probably get there. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's a much different economic decision. So for You'll example, be much more nimble. NISC should yeah, I mean, our, our, our project, nimble, right? our project, you know, we think will be, very analogous to Talons, which will, which is basically a two hundred million dollar U.S. Uh, number to get it in production. So uh, it wouldn't, you know, equity wise, you probably have to raise thirty percent of that or something like that. So that's not a big number relative to uh, the overall scheme of things. So, so that's 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 sort of where where we're sitting, and we think uh, as a result, you know, they're, they're you know now. Uh, we'll get this drilling done. We'll get the revised uh, forty three one one out there. We'll get the new metallurgy and. And uh, you know we're we're excited about what we're seeing, so it's uh, it's a good time to be uh, looking at power nickel for sure. Yeah, September twenty second, you announced that you're you, you followed up that August thirtieth with a second round of drilling. I know it's early; it's just about a month in. But uh, how's the how's the vibe about how the yeah second the, round the, of drilling the, is the going? vibe is excellent to the point where we you know we thought we wanted to you know uh, increase the vibe, <laughs> so we we <laughs> basically. Uh, we uh, announced the financing that we we're uh, we're going to close either late this week or early next week, um, and uh, that'll give us the money to expand this round and uh, allow us to uh, you know launch another round in mid January to late January for another five thousand meters. So, I mean, in this business, you you only drill if you like what you're getting. You, you know, it's and the cool thing about nickel, you're not trying you, to act, you you actually know you're in the zone when you're drilling because you, you, this this stuff is is visible to the eye, and it's quite it's a distinctive color. So it's a black peridotite rock. So uh, so we know we're we're hitting our target. We can't we're not Nostradamus, so we can't forecast the grades. But but uh, you know you know we're, we're expecting grades similar to what we historically have found. And uh, and or better, so uh, we're pretty pumped. And you know, again, it's it's like I said to people, look, it's uh, the results we put out last March were indicative of of you know that we're onto something big here. Uh, we're obviously drilling it again, and we're finding similar sort of action. And uh, you know, our our geologists are are super uh, you know positive about the thing. It's an ultramafic deposit. So to give you an analogy, in Canada, there's been two, Lynn Lake, 22 million tons. Voices Bay plus 50. So uh, we think we're going to be somewhere in that in that range. And uh, what would that do? Well, I mean, that would make us a billion dollar company and we're 10 million now. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. And we, but we've told people this, that it's so cheap, you should go and buy it. But uh, I think they were probably waiting. Not that we're giving it. financial advice. We can't be giving No, financial not that we're giving advice, financial advice. Terry obviously is very but, confident what he's got. But, but I mean, the, the, I, I think the, 
you know, probably, you know, given the overall macroeconomic conditions, maybe people are concerned that we wouldn't be able to raise the money or whatever, but that's not the case. And, and we didn't want to, uh, uh, we, we did it almost all internally. So, so all existing shareholders. So, uh, and if we favored those guys because we, we wanted to reward the people that yep. brought us here. So that's and they're the ones who are not just flipping for warrants. They want to, yeah. they're believers. They want to, they want to see this thing through. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and speaking sure. of believing, seeing it through, mm -hmm. if everything goes decently according to plan, and we all know that in the mining world, a, a business according to plan means not a straight line, but all sorts of wiggles and waggles. But if you get to where you think you're going to get to, you know, what does the future look like for NISC and Power Nickel? How long does it take to get to a point where you're happy with the tonnage ballpark? Will it take three rounds of drilling, four rounds of drilling? And then when yeah, you get there, I, I, you want I, to I, sell it and mine it. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think we're going to know at the end of this round whether we're we're at a we've got a commercial deposit, and I and I believe that'll be positive. Now, uh, the second question is when would you sell it? Well, you basically you know uh, you would keep on drilling and de-risking there as long as you felt you could uh, put more tonnage in the ground. And our feeling is we'll get between. 20 and 50 million tons with that and that would require you know probably uh another you know 30,000 meters of drilling you know something that in order to get you know sort of in the in the into the 20s so that's probably you know we're certainly going to be we'll be drilling there uh you know over the next 18 months for sure and now along that pathway though we would expect to put out a you know, our, our critical path, I would say, for the next uh, 12 months, or, or give or take, is we'll finish drilling this year to mid-December. We'll start to get assay results out within, I would say, two or three weeks here. And those assays will come over the next, you know, 12 weeks. We'll get the updated uh, 43101 out with the new metallurgical numbers and the, and, the, and all these current uh, uh, drill holes. And that'll that'll be done. At the same time, in, in you know, late January, we'll start the third phase of drilling on NIST. Uh, would expect that to go for another three months as well. Again, leading to an update in the 43101, et cetera. And we'll have a a a, a fourth phase that would happen uh, probably starting in, in August, uh, July, August, and drilling through maybe to December. So um, at that time, we'd expect to have a PEA sometime in the uh, at, towards the end of the year to give us a snapshot of what economics will look like on that project. And uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep drilling as long as we can keep adding tons, and we expect we'll be able to for the next uh, couple of years. So uh, it's uh, uh, you know at some point well, in time the full, thing will be sold. Yeah, at some point in time we expect that that the, there'll be an auction. We'll we'll sell it, but it uh, you know we're not sure when. I think what'll happen is as as the world recognizes the commercial viability of the project. There'll be a you know manifest change in the stock price in terms of uh, you can look at a, a talent metals and they're basically trading at around 600, 700 million for that deposit because they own they own they own 51 percent can take it up to 60. So you have to divide their market cap by 0.6 to get a feel for what the deposit's worth. And we'll uh, you know so we'll we'll be worth some subset of that you know and it won't be right now we're at uh, I don't know two percent of that that's ridiculous you know we, we probably you know should we be worth uh 60 70 percent of that in terms of per ton basis that's be my number so that's you know that's a pretty 
huge number you'd have to jump to get there. And but I think that's coming, and that's what's exciting, and, and that's why you know we're so uh, uh, you know excited about what we're we're doing at Power Nickel. Last question: You have an extraordinary catalyst that the junior mining, the junior exploration business, never seen before, which is this wave of demand you expect coming in from electric vehicles. So how does that weigh into your timeline? Because in the past, I knew exploration companies could take a little bit longer, do a little more drilling, keep proving up tonnage, keep proving up ounces or pounds or whatever uh, you know commodity they were drilling for. But at some point, you're also gonna have to make a decision as to getting getting you know ore out of the ground because there's yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, for, right? I, I think, but you know, what's neat is is that these guys are so there's so much demand for this that I think you could structure a deal where hey guys, I know you want to get this thing in production to get some nickel going for you in the next five, six years, which is possible with the government now being more uh, supportive and, and much more, let's get the red tape out of your way, uh, which is what they're doing for, uh, uh, you know, uh, what they've said they'll do. So we'll see. Uh, and so I could see a deal where you, you, you sell what you got with a, a vision to continuing to do the exploration and as you add more tonnage, they just agree to increase the price. So that would allow you to maybe right. develop develop a you know a, a plant that that's going to get operational, get the stuff out of the ground, and move that forward. But you could keep on going with the value add process. It's been done in other businesses. It's sort of like you know, you know, it's just a, it's an earn out. You know, it'd be another way of uh, an innovative way to earn out. So I think that type of structure could definitely come into play for something like this. Terry, thanks for joining us today, my friend. It's amazing, uh, you know, how far you've come with Power Nickel since you acquired NISC uh, from Critical Elements, who, by the way, has been a great partner, right? They're not just... Crit you know, we love Critical. Those guys are sharp guys. You know, they're really phenomenal geologists. And, you know, we've always been super bullish uh, on that uh, project. And, and and personally, I'm a big investor in Critical. So so we they've done great. And their stock's moving in the right direction, too. And I'm expecting even even more good news there. So yeah, great guys to partner with and a really great story. You know, yeah, it does hurt to have them as uh, as your partners on this because their expertise, their market, their capital markets reach and all that. I'm sure all that will help and come more and more into play as, as you move forward with this. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Terry. Continue success, my friend. Can't wait to have you back on. Okay, uh, buddy. Discuss those drill results as they start coming out. All right, sounds good. Cheers for now. Thank you. Hey, everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Terry Lynch. He's a CEO of Power Nickel, trades in Canada under PNPN and for a friend in the U.S. under CMETF. For those new to the story and you want to do more due diligence because you believe in nickel, you believe in the role it's going to play in the electric vehicle uh, boom that's coming, then get the company's profile page on Agoracom. We've got the Power Nickel story neatly laid out there for you so you can understand it. And then when you're done with that, get over to the Power Nickel website, do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.